Funding for Start the Beat is provided in part by our supporters on Patreon. Thank you. Hello and welcome to Start the Beat with Sykes. My name is Sykes and this is my podcast. Before we get started, I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out the last episode. If you're one of those people, I hope you enjoyed the conversation and thanks so much for coming back. But for those of you out there who are new to the show, welcome. Feel free to make yourselves at home. And as always, there's beer and soda in the fridge. Cheers to the internet. I'm drinking an iced coffee, but I'm going to put that over there right now. So, I'm sitting here today with my friend, previous guest, returning to the show. The one and only Purple Child. Make some noise for the internet. internet's happy that you're here i'm happy that you're here here. what's cooking dude how you been you you can hear me i can hear you audio check i can hear you we're good dude how you been i'm i'm well man this is uh this is exciting this is my uh first uh little chat with uh somebody not in my house for the (laughs) for a while you know but uh, i'm doing great uh considering everything man how the heck are you I'm all right, man. You know, just getting through it, you know, like, you know, this whole pandemic stuff has really changed everybody's lives a little bit differently. For me, it really hasn't changed a whole lot because I'm still kind of in a lot of the same routines and doing my things. I spend most of my time behind a computer screen anyways. So, uh, yeah, not a whole lot has changed aside from being able to play shows and stuff like that. But it's the live, the live uh, situation has basically disappeared. Yeah. Yeah. Which is unfortunate, but Mm -hmm. so you're returning to the show, but you look a little, thank you. You look a little different. There's, there's, you know, let's, let's tell the people, Hey, just give them an introduction for those of you that didn't catch it the first time, who you are, what you do. And why do you have this sick helmet? Well, thank you. First and foremost, man, uh, and by the way, before we get into that, I mean, I'm here with the infamous Sykes. I mean, man, there's nobody more consistent. There's nobody killing it harder in Pittsburgh in terms of getting people to sit down and talk about their experiences and stuff. So I got to give it up to you first and foremost for, you know, having me on for a second time. And, you know, it's been a year. I don't know, maybe longer, maybe less. I'm not sure. But uh, I really appreciate you having me on and I appreciate you being consistent and uh, doing your thing, man. So big up to you first. first Thank you. Thank you for the kind (laughs) words. I appreciate it. Oh my God. Of course. Of course, dude. Uh, You're great at what you do. So um, yeah, I'm Purple Child for anybody that doesn't know me. So what's up? Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. The internet says back. So what is it exactly that you do? And we'll go from there. Um, what do I do? Well, I'm a musician, I guess. I mean, that's what I love. <laughs> that's what I love. That's what I focus on. That's what I dream about. That's all that I think about. Music, music, music. So, yeah, yeah you know, that's first and foremost, I'm a, I'm a musician. I'm a, I guess, producer, you know, because I kind of always leave that door open for myself. I kind of always try to envision different projects and different things I want to work on. So I just like to create create as much as possible you know Mm -hmm. you've been creating music in you know different genres of music now for you know probably more than half of your life i'd imagine it's been a long journey for all of us you've played in bands you've done solo music you've done all of these things and you know it's not always the easiest road for any of us it's it's hard it could be you know fun but also like kind of emotionally draining at times and you know it's a whirlwind it's a roller coaster of emotion so you know all these years forward, you know, looking back on everything that you've done, what do you think that it is that inspires you personally to just keep going and keep trying to keep the fucking dream afloat? Because it's not always easy. I mean, it's, it's hard, you know, that it's weird how it kind of ends up because I, I'm sure, you know, me, just like anybody else. I mean, I, I live my life, you know, I go through a lot of, I've been through so much, you know, I mean, I, so many different things I've experienced in my life that were possibly going to, you know, bring me down. 
you know, maybe make me quit, maybe make me reconsider what I'm doing or something like that. And I've really been tested and I kind of feel like I've been kind of really blessed in that way because I really did think I was going to quit a couple of times, but I never did. And I never was able to, to do it. You know, I, I realized that through trial and error that music is something that I would do even if I was like in a hospital bed, you know, even if I had nothing else, my, the way that my, my mind works is just like constantly creating songs. I don't know what it is. I, I think maybe like a long, long, long time ago, I'm sure you remember when three WS was, was, you know, blessed in the golden oldies back in the day. And you're a kid and you're sitting there with your grandmother and you're just hearing song after song after song. And I think I just, I grew up in that kind of way. I was always next to a radio. So I just, I'm just constantly kind of just hearing stuff in my head that I like, that I want to hear again. And I just end up laying it down or something, you know, and it's, it's really kind of about just capturing different, different thoughts or emotions or ideas, really. I mean, you know, and that's what keeps me going is I just keep it free like that. I, I don't ever try to, you know, force anything musically or, or in any way, really. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure you know that it's this, it's never a fun situation to, uh, you know, be told what to do or feel like you're forced to do something. Or- sure. Sure. I feel like, you know, I've always been somebody who, makes music for themselves i don't really make music for other people so kind of as long as i'm alive i'm probably gonna want to create i think that it's you know if anything it's probably been one of maybe the only good thing that's kind of come out of me never like really blowing up in any capacity is that like i don't really have people to answer to or no expectations to live up to because like i just you know I fuck with myself and then hopefully some people are into it, but I don't have like, you know, millions of people all over the world that are expecting me to keep, you know, doing the same thing over and over again, which I think can be hard for some, for some artists, you know, I think that, you know, you hear about it all the time when like, you know, an artist that's very popular puts out something different and, you know, they get a lot of backlash for it because it's not what people expected. That seems like that would really suck, but you know, also, Hey, if I could have yeah. an opportunity of some of those artists, I'd probably take it along with the bad. That's just life. That's good and bad. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's funny to imagine yourself in the shoes of an artist that's forced to make music. You sometimes, I know it's like, yeah, I'll, I'll take, I'll take their place if they don't want it. You know what I mean? If they, if, if it's such a problem for them to uh, make an album, I would gladly take their place. And you tell me what you're looking for. I'll make it. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. But, but I think, I guess what it is, is like, if you're only doing things for those reasons, like you're just going to burn out so quickly. And I, and I agree with what you said, like, you have to be a fan of what you're doing. I think if you put up that wall first, you can do it like becomes endless as, as long as you're, um, you know, not impressing yourself, but as long as you're looking in the mirror and, and putting a, holding a standard to like what you do based on you know, what you want to get out of the music, the way you want to enjoy it. You remember putting on like uh Deftones album or something, I don't know, random choice, but it, the first time it hits you, you know, it, you want to capture that. And that's sometimes harder than it looks, you know, so you really do have to uh, push, you know, harder and harder sometimes in the studio, sometimes harder than you even realize uh, that you would have had to. And by the end of it, you're exhausted and you're like, wow, that was harder than I thought, you know, to uh, sometimes even just get that kick drum, you yeah. know, the way you want it, Dude, you know, it's just, I, you know. I, I talk about this a lot and I may have even talked about this with you the last time you were on the show, but you know, music, I always view it as a conversation between, you know, the creator and the listener and you want to make that connection. But sometimes, you know, even outside of music, sometimes it's hard just to connect with other human beings just even on a face-to-face level, just like talking to people, it can be really difficult to connect with people on an emotional mm-hmm. level. But then you're trying to do that through art? That's even crazier. That's even more of a complicated thing to try to figure out how to do. So yeah, it's like a, it could be a huge like emotional 
weight on your shoulders if you feel like you know you're putting your heart and soul into this music and you feel like you really have something to say to people but you're just like that person standing on the street corner and everybody's walking by like nobody will listen to what you have to say like that's how i feel a lot of the time like why like am i this much of an outcast that nobody can pay attention to what i'm saying or understand like what i'm trying to put out here because i feel like i'm putting out stuff that would connect with the world if people would just listen to it but it could be really hard just to get people to even give it a chance anymore even Mm -hmm. people to give you like a second of their time you know i'm gonna tie this into what you just said but to answer your question about the helmet earlier um, (laughs) i'm surprised that you don't have one yet based on how uh things are going you know i thought that i was gonna be a little bit step ahead of the game i'm Uh gonna get safe i'm gonna go to aldi's and uh you know, I'm going to do what I can. So, yeah. <laughs> so if you need the hookup, I got you, bro. I got you. Um, but, um, how was I going to tie that in? Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's actually a huge part of it. I, I realized through my struggles and through all the promotion and all the photos and all the things that I've done in my life, the thing that I enjoy the most is being in a studio and making a song that I think, is like you said you know it it really resonates with you that's that's my number one concern in life is you know are are the tracks that i'm creating exactly what i want them to be so taking away the image or adding to the image i guess you could say either way but taking away this concept of like you know i have to dye my hair and I got to smile and I got to do this and I got to look this way and I got to go on the FaceTime and I got to talk to them and I got to do this. I just was like, I just want to make the best music, you know, for anyone that wants to listen and just take myself totally out of the equation. I wonder what that would be like to just stop worrying about, you know, the way my music's going to affect me and start worrying about how it's going to affect other people. Okay. It, it was kind of interesting. You know, because I feel like my newer followers have been a lot more vocal about the way they feel about my music than like ever before. And I don't know why, but I think that they just feel comfortable uh, coming to me or DMing me or something, you know, like commenting do you, stuff. Do you think that, and are you saying that that's maybe a, uh, like a side effect of the helmet and maybe like removing like your personal self from the equation? I think that I'm so me, like when I am me, you know, which is every day, every moment, I'm so myself that I don't know. I guess some, I guess maybe, I don't know, maybe, you know, everybody's perception is different. So it's kind of like I wanted to get out of my own way almost and just let the music speak for itself. You know what sure. I mean? Like, like if you want to know, you know, I get, you know, it's different than like uh, in Ariana Grande or something, you know, people get so obsessed with her and what she does and she makes great music. But in that equation, I see myself as the producer. <laughs> you know, I see myself as the guy in the studio uh, making the music and, and obsessing over the, the quality and obsessing over what it is that's being created. And it really has nothing to do with me you know what i mean okay it it has to do with what's being created i guess okay i understand so you find yourself then being you know i think that i've i've come across this in my personal life as well where i also feel a lot more comfortable in the producer's seat versus like being maybe at the forefront of things you know for a long time i had always joked about like oh if i could find the right vocalist or write this or that like i would just stop rapping and i would just produce stuff for people but the only problem with that is like you know i love the stuff that i do that's more hip-hop focused and like there's nobody else in the world that i know of that does anything like what i sound like so i just haven't found that person yet so i'm still doing it but i like at the same time i feel like it's hard for me you know, to promote my stuff because like when people think about like new fresh hip hop, I don't think that like I'm the face of that. 
You know, like I'm in my fucking thirties. Like who the fuck wants to listen to this? You, you know? got stories <laughs> though. That's what hip hop's about. Sure. You sure. Got stories, sure. Man. Sure. It, it, you you got know, stories. I, I try, I, I, I hope, but then that goes back again to me feeling like that person on the street corner, just like yapping, trying to get people to pay attention to me. And everybody's just kind of walking by like, you know, like, Oh, there's that fucking crazy person. Avoid them. Well, <laughs> well so tell me about some faith then, then tell me how you got to that. So yeah, that, 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 that's an interesting thing because honestly, that is a lot more along the lines of like, I think if I would have started some faith, if that project would have happened, maybe five years ago, I probably would have stopped doing the solo stuff 100% because I was at a point in my life, I think with my solo music where I didn't know what I was doing or why I was doing it. And I was also like mentally in a dark place. So like a lot of the music I was writing was a lot more toxic, I think. But it was kind of like a good purge. And now, Mm -hmm. I mean... It's important to get those emotions out. I've kind of, you know, gone into where now, like I've completely rebranded everything. I've done something similar to you in a way because like I've decided to move on from Sykes and Sykes and a New Violence. And now that band is going under the name Normal Creatures. And a big part of that was because I wanted to remove myself from the equation. Like I'm still a part of this band. I'm still, you know, putting together most of the songs and I'm still the leader of this band, but I want it to be more of a thing rather than it's just like, Oh, Sykes and something else. It's like, no, this is its own thing. And it's not just about me because I've never felt comfortable in that position. The fact that it took me fucking five, Five years to figure out that I should do that. Uh, I mean, I wish I would have figured it out a little bit hey, sooner, but life's a journey, dude. You know, like what the fuck yeah. are you going to do? Life is a journey. Technology is insane. It's exponential right now. The things we might be able to do when we're 60, I don't even, I don't even know, man. It's, it's crazy. And, and it's, it's all about perspective. Like I, I know what you mean. Like once, once you hit a certain age, you know, you start to kind of like look back I guess at your life and, and instead of maybe like looking forward and I don't know why that happens, you know, it's just as kind of like a natural, like, I guess a lot of, you know, a lot of shit happens to you and you just start analyzing it or maybe, you know, it starts affecting you in different ways. Cause you kind of are constantly being like, uh, you know, molded throughout your life. You know, I don't, I don't feel like, you know, I could, it would be possible to be like kind of the same, you know, throughout your life, there's certain things that stay the same for sure. But in terms of like, you know, moving different places, meeting different people, getting into different things, like you're going to, you're going to soak things in and change and adapt. And, and being an artist, you, it, it, it really used to be, I think the problem is the, is the industry itself, which basically doesn't exist anymore. So, so great because the industry used to tell you, you know, you had to be in a box. You have to do this. You have to give to these market. You have to do this and that. And all of that was just basically based on the time frame of the labels. Like how fast can the labels get their budget in the places they need it to go? And how long can they market you to when they want to start marketing someone else? And, and that's basically all they are looking at. So it has nothing to do with you. It has to do with selling you. So now that it's all up to the artist and the artist has the, um, control for the most part. I think that, and, you know, and then throw technology in there. I don't see why you can't every six months release a different type of album, every three months release a different type of album to a different group of people that you resonate with. Like, like why can't you? Because we can do that now. With the click of a button, you can send your shit to everyone on the planet through facebook if you want you know and the the labels would never do that for you the labels would make you go on tour for two years Mm -hmm. by the time you even got around the continent you know around the entire planet it's just amazing what you can do nowadays it's 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 like it's showing what true artistry is is really about is about almost just i don't know like if just reflecting who you are as a person if you're going through changes and you're growing and developing, reflect that in your art. If you're staying the same, you're Bruce Springsteen, you're going hard every night, you know what I mean? You're staying the same, you're the boss. Do that. Don't ever change, you know, but but do what feels right because Springsteen was a huge fan of David Bowie, you know what I mean? And they're completely different types of artists. David Bowie was 
a different person every every tour. You yeah. know what I mean? So, but they all respected each other in the same way. You know, and I think that's what art is all about. Is just it's just a higher expression of you. You know what I mean? Yeah, I of, think of who you are. So you can do what you want. You know? I think that that's what's really cool and like about you know being able to put bring social media on the table as an artist and be able to like really uh you know let people know who you are as a person and use that in a way to just share your music with the world because most people would they want to feel like they're your friend they want to feel like they know you in some way they don't want to just be a fan of your music so you know but at the same time i feel like that that makes sharing stuff with the world a little bit more difficult because everybody has something to share now. You know what I mean? Like I know I've seen people online that, you know, hustle, you know, their, their, their lunch that they eat every day harder than some artists hustle their music. Like everybody, everybody's promoting something and it's all, it's all in the same place. So that's the one thing that like kind of bothers me now about like trying to share music in a modern era is that there aren't really very many avenues for us to just share music exclusively. Like, you know, like most of us are like, you know, relying on either like a Instagram or a TikTok or some people are still using Facebook or Snapchat, like all those platforms, but none of those platforms are centered directly around music, you know? So you're, you know, your new single that you dropped is, you know, right underneath, you know, Jenna's sandwich that she had. And then that's sandwiched in between like, you know, somebody's like Joe Biden post. And then that's underneath, <laughs> like, so, you know, so you have like this medley of emotion and things. And like, you know, I find myself guilty of this and I'm sure you find yourself doing this too, because it's natural. Whenever you pick up your phone and you go on Facebook, you're trying to like absorb as much info as possible. Like nobody takes their time with their news feed on whatever platform it is. Like you're trying to scroll through and catch up with as much as possible. So uh-huh. you might see like, Oh, you know, Brian put out a new song there, you know, or somebody did this and like, maybe you'll like it, but if you're going to go back and actually listen to it, like how do you get people to actually stop in their tracks to get them to actually interact with what they're doing when they're like in the middle of trying to catch up with the 2000 friends that they're following for whatever reason. It's like a a headache, dude. You know, it's funny. You talk about that scroll speed. I I know exactly what you're talking about, but you know, if I put myself in my own shoes, uh, because I'm just like anyone else, I think that's the scroll. It's like, you're looking for something good because our minds are like, numb to all this stuff now you know so you're scrolling through and like you know the minute you see a picture of a taco that it's some some you know it's just it's some post it could come from anywhere or whatever i i don't know what it is that makes you stop i think almost like when i look through my feed i'm subconsciously looking for certain people that i don't even realize i'm looking for it's almost like that ingrained you know okay. what I mean? Like when I jump on my feed, like I almost know who I'm going to see before I see them. And then if I don't, I'm almost subconsciously wondering like, what, like what's going on? You know what I mean? Like you just kind of get your mind easily locks onto these things. It's weird. Yeah. It's weird how quick it happens. Yeah. You know, like I, I could find an artist and within a month, it's it's almost like they're my favorite. Like they could be my, you know, just like how Metallica was when I was a kid is now how some person that I just saw a month ago feels. Cause, cause like with the technology, it's almost like, you know, like back when you became a fan of an artist and we had to go and go through CDs and stuff like that. Right. There were only so many CDs like Metallica didn't have like 6,000 different things you know he there was like the album and then the next year there was another album you know what i mean yeah so so i think it's really so much easier to like be consumed in an artist nowadays mm-hmm. so like yeah that's where it's it's interesting you know some people really get you into their world you know like they really make you feel like you're in it yeah you know, I, I guess i i feel that way about about your stuff, to be honest with you, I feel like just being consistent is enough to make someone think like, you know, just the same way you turn on a TV and expect to see some channel, 
is the same way when I open Facebook, I expect to see you doing an interview. You know what I mean? Like it, it, sometimes consistency is, is even enough. And I, I think that's the biggest lesson I've learned <laughs> through my musical career, man. Like if I knew what consistency could do, I, I never would have been so quick to just like, you know, do this or do that, you know, because it's, it's, it's like you can incorporate all the things you want to do in your current project. If, if you evolve it in a certain way, that's what pur- this purple child concept was all about was trying to do something where it's just going to be about what I want to do. And people just are going to have to get used to being surprised. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because as a person, I get bored. I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to do that. But you know, I think it all kind of makes sense still to me. I think it all kind of intertwines. It's all relevant. It all makes sense. If you could come see a show, it would all make sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that the most important thing is to just be yourself and be very unapologetic about it. And, you know, none of us are incredibly unique people. And that sounds like something that could be, you know, looked at as a negative thing. But from a marketing standpoint, it's actually a pretty positive thing. The fact that you're not unique means that there are a lot of other people that are just as weird as you, even if you're not yes. that unique. You know, none yes. of it's like there's all weirdos everywhere. Finding them can be hard because, you know, we like to hide in the shadows or whatever, but you could find those motherfuckers. You just have to find how to like you know, tap into those pockets. And I think that it can be a little bit more difficult now. Like there's so many opportunities to make it easy, but also it has to be hard because like you said, scrolling through stuff, you're looking for that thing. So it's like, what do you do as an artist? Like what is your image? Like sometimes that one image that you attach to your song could be more important than, you know, the weeks or months that you put into just putting, writing that damn song. Cause if you can't get anybody to click play, mm-hmm. so like you got to, trick them into it it's like you know should i just like forego the concept of album artwork and just post nothing <laughs> but pictures of spaghetti and dogs for like my album artwork and then maybe people will click on it i don't know doesn't seem like the worst idea i've ever had <laughs> you should try it <laughs> yeah, maybe i will it, you know i can picture a spaghetti album cover that sounds like a good idea dude <laughs> i like that i like that bro <laughs> You know, yes. with, yes. with, you know, everything that you're doing now, you mentioned that, you know, several times that you kind of just want to do whatever you want to do with this purple child stuff. You kind of don't want to be confined in a box, you know, probably musically or culturally or socially. You want to be, you know, with the helmet, I'm getting like, I want this to be a very ambiguous thing. This is music made by an anonymous source for everyone. Is that kind of the vibe you're maybe trying to go for? The vibe that I go for is just like you said. Yeah. It's just whatever, whatever, you know, I'm feeling is generally what's going to go into the music. But, but there's a big sense of me that really loves um, the building of businesses and brands there's something about me that got really into just the concept and artisticness of business branding building, if that makes any sense. I think that, you know, the way that you look at a KFC logo is sometimes the same feeling, if not sometimes stronger than when you see a logo of your favorite band. And that just is amazing to me that, it's not just music. Like we live in this multidimensional world, you know, and there's all these things that make us who we are and all these things that we enjoy that, you know, give us that dopamine hit that we're all kind of like inherently looking for in the safest ways that we can get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially nowadays when you're locked in your house, you know what I mean? And, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. So, I'm sorry, I forget the original question, but I was just asking well, primarily so just about like, you know, I, you know, your idea now is to, you know, not necessarily focus so much on Oh, yes, yes. One- yes. So, yeah, I just I mean, it's like I said before, I think that when I realized that 
you know, if you could give me two choices, can I post photos for the rest of my life or can I post songs? I'd pick songs. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, I'm just like, you know, I'm just going to double down on that. I think there, there comes a time when, you know, uh, oh yeah, yeah. And okay, I get it. This is how I was going to tie all that together with the business branding and all that stuff (laughs) is, is that for as much as you may want to do different things in an artist, I think it's really important to create, you know, it's kind of like your family. Like, you know, that uh, for Christmas or, or Hanukkah or, or anything, you're any type of holiday, you know, you're getting together with your family. You're going to see those same people and they make you who you are. And you couldn't ever really imagine being in a different family or living a different way. Cause it's just the way you were raised. That's who, you know, that's, that's where you come from. And I think when you start to build any type of fan base, friend base, anything like that, that it's the same thing. You know what I mean? And I think that it's cool to experiment. It's cool to show your friend, Hey, I can rap. Hey, I can sing. Hey, I can produce. Hey, I can podcast. Like, I, I think that's sick. I think any friend would want to see that. So I think your fans are the same way. I think as long as you don't go and, you know, jump off a cliff or do something totally insane to where your fans are like, Hey, bro, like, what's going on here? I think they're always going to love it. You know what I mean? I I haven't had too many people for as long as I've been making music tell me, um, well, I take that back, actually. I have had quite a few people tell me, I don't dig this, I don't dig that. But it doesn't like affect me in the way that you might think it would. You know, like it is hard to hear sometimes just because maybe you're shocked. But at the same time, if you're doing it for the right reasons, you know why you're doing it. And there always is like a return, you know, like when I decided that I didn't want to just DJ, I wanted to like rap on my DJ tracks. Like, you know, I wanted to just get out there and just put my voice on stuff. There were some people that just weren't into it, but I had definitely more people who were brand new fans tell me friends, you know, just on people online. They just were like, wow, you went for it. Boom. I'm saving you on Spotify. Boom. It's just, it is what it is. You present yourself the way you present yourself. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like there is no, you got to do this. You got to do that. And I think that's what the fans out there, people on Spotify, listeners, viewers, that's what they're hungry for. They're hungry for the artist that doesn't give a fuck. The artist that is like, I'm in the studio. I'm, I'm doing this for you and for me. Like this is for us. You know what I mean? It's kind of hard to create that community at first, but I think the longer you do it, the more it becomes obvious to you, you know, what you should, should and shouldn't do, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, no, I think that it's connecting with other people and finding ways to do that is honestly, it's obviously the most important over everything because if you can't find a way to especially when you're just starting to build you know i find that like it's really really hard being in this position where it's like you have you know this new ish thing that you're trying to do and just like how do you get people to pay attention to that thing how do you get people to want to be your friend and it's like well you kind of got to take it back to just like what it was making friends back in the day and it's like interesting and kind of complicated as an artist to do this. But I think that it's more about like showing interest in other people's things as an artist and not always being mm-hmm. like, yo, check me out, check me out. And then leaving nothing outside of that. But, you know, putting like, you know, showing interest in what other people are doing and taking time to, you know, become friends with those people and communicate with them can, you know, as an end result, get people interested in what you're doing. And that's what is really cool about social media and being able to have that direct connection to different people all over the world. If you use it, Mm -hmm. right, I think that some people just expect to put stuff up on social media and then people are just going to flock to it and listen to it and share it. And sure, maybe that happens with some people, but I find that, you know, you got to have at least a core, you know, nice little chunk of people that are kind of like, not necessarily a fan base, but just like supporters in some way or friends or whatever well, that are yeah. willing to I mean, fucking help. You saw it on your, your some faith stream, I think. I mean, I think that your kickoff stream did pretty damn well considering it was your first some faith stream. You know what I mean? Like, I think 
that's sick, you know? And it's just, that's well, it. I'll you know you. what I mean? You start from there and then you just think, you, you know, like there's people here that give a shit and it, it doesn't matter why. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, the interesting thing that I've noticed from uh, some faith so far is like, it's been, you know, it's like, it's growing, but it's growing really slow, which I think is totally normal. Yeah. But it was really yeah. interesting at first because there was a big peak. I think there, because nobody knew that it was coming. So it was kind of a very much like, whoa, what is this? And then the curiosity was piqued by a lot of people. But I think, you know, the amount of people that were actually interested in it after that, you could see like a very dramatic, like swoop back down. So it kind of went like, mm -hmm. you know, like, whoa. And then now it's kind of yeah. like, eh, but it's starting yeah, to yeah. kind of, you know, go its way back up again. It's interesting yeah, just to like watch the numbers, even though I try not to get too mm -hmm. caught up in mm -hmm. all of that. But it is no, also... It's also like crucial, I think, just to know that like, oh, people are paying attention or more people are listening to this song or more people are adding this song to a playlist and why? Like, just curious. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what? yeah, totally. I mean, I think, yeah, I'm always curious about stuff like that. <laughs> you know, that's one of the... One of the, the, the good things and, and the bad things, I think, with social media as an artist, when I go back, you had mentioned earlier in the conversation, you know, how like you get to a certain point in your life where you stop like thinking about the future and you start kind of like looking back and reflecting on things. Mm -hmm. And I've been reflecting a lot, you know, over the past year or so over like, when was I the happiest making music? And mm -hmm. I was probably the happiest making music when like, all I had was like one MySpace account and I would play some shows. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like it was a lot less weight on my shoulders and I spent a lot more time actually just creating and making music. It wasn't so caught up in like, oh, I have six different social media accounts that I have to post on and, you know, mm -hmm. engage this with is, people. And then like, this is it, a very good it takes point. up, this is it takes up so much time. Yes. Whereas like before, a, it was like a lot. I had a lot more time to just create art, and now I don't because I'm like trying to maintain all of this other shit. Yeah, I. It's a really good point. I've thought about this a lot. I've I've thought about it a lot. I think that your MySpace point. I've never heard, actually, someone say it better more recently. Uh, th there's a reason why you, f you felt that way. It's because you knew all your friends were on MySpace. And then th that's really it. So I think that, you know, for me, you know, I don't know too many people on TikTok. Facebook also is, is a tough one for me, but Instagram, I go on there and I feel like it's high school every day. Every, it's people coming through the door all day. And, and that's, that's okay. You know what I mean? Like, if you want to get technical with it too, you can now through Facebook, just run these, they're all like interconnected now. So you can, you know, start your Facebook ad and stream it through to Instagram and see where your people are. But there's nothing wrong. I think with being platform oriented, think about a Twitch streamer. Okay? Yeah. These guys are paying their rent on Twitch. What are they doing on Facebook? I mean, I don't. I'd be surprised if they even had one. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So no. it's that's like okay. It's okay to find like a home. You know, I mean, I love YouTube. I'm on YouTube all day, but I know when my videos go out, like my f people that are engaged with me right now aren't going to be like searching for it on YouTube. They're going to like see it on probably IGTV yeah. first. So, Facebook probably. You yeah. Know what I mean. I remember recently, and I don't remember who the artist was, but for whatever reason, I came across this artist page on Facebook, and I thought it was somebody local. I think that's why I clicked it, because it was in like one of those like recommended pages or mm -hmm. a recommended video, and it seemed... Cause like, it was like a really well produced video, but it had like a super low view count. I went on their page. It was a super low, like super low, like, you know, like only like a few hundred followers on their Facebook page and the video had like a couple dozen likes and it was like a like a, an insanely produced video and I was like this is really weird so I found them on YouTube and it's like they're huge like you know like 
the video is doing totally fine and they're doing great Spotify numbers and mm-hmm. like you know like oh look okay so the, and they're not from Pittsburgh either they're from a complete like you know it was just for some reason it wound up in my shit but I was like oh they just happen to have this Facebook page that somebody made at some point in time but nobody's maintaining it people are uploading to it and a few people are looking at it but they're huge somewhere else and it's like strange and I notice it too just with my shit because like I upload my podcast to so many different platforms and like you know it does really well and some and others like the numbers are all over the place and different but I think that that is just like uh you know I think it's really hard to thrive on all of them because and I've said this before you know maintaining all of these social media platforms that makes me feel like a schizophrenic person because like each platform kind of <laughs> has you know its own personality trait that you can thrive on like it takes a certain person and a certain mind to be successful on twitter versus what it takes to be successful on an instagram or a tiktok like those are Mm -hmm. three different mindsets and to be able to like kill it on all of them i think is like phenomenal i don't see many people do it outside of like huge businesses that aren't even people they're just like corporations you know yeah it's tough i mean well, it's it's not about the platform, right? I mean, it's like if, you know, let's say your biggest platform is YouTube. I mean, what if YouTube disappears? Then what? You know, and that's something that every everybody talks about. You know, it's like these are just means to, you know, meet new people, give people access to the things that you can provide them with. Yeah. You know, the the value you can bring to the world, you know, is put out there and people are able to find it, you know, and save it and watch it and, and keep in touch. You know what I mean? Yeah. But when it comes down to it, I think the, the internet is going to quickly turn into like the real estate market. You know, I mean, you got to somehow be getting your people to a hub that, you know, they can feel a part of and connected like they're not going to get disconnected from it you know yeah uh most i think like the one thing that i've really been trying to do and i wish i would have done it sooner again that's Mm -hmm. probably a common thread for me in my career in general there's a thousand Mm -hmm. things i wish i would have done sooner but now i'm trying to focus on just getting people outside of the social media platforms to engage with my stuff. So I want to have like a heavier focus on, I want to get people to YouTube for my video content and I want to get people to Spotify preferably for my audio content because, you know, contrary to the belief, I don't know what's going on, but like I, you know, my projects actually make a, a decent amount of money, more money than they've made on any other platform versus Spotify. Like, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's my distributor or what it is, but like, you know, I just paid where, for where you said, where's you said on, on Spot, where you're, Spotify. That's where you're making the most. You said, yeah, yeah. In terms of streaming for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I just, same, you know, same thing, with you know, me. I just yeah. paid for a vinyl pressing of the normal creatures album that's coming out. And I paid for a weekend studio session with gray Walker, mm-hmm. all from mm-hmm. money that we made on Spotify. And so like, how's that? How's that vinyl for you in terms of getting it done? The return time. How's it sound? Like, well, like I have. How, a, I have a what got, is it like getting a? Vinyl? Well, I've never actually pressed anything. So before. it's very interesting. I, I've pressed a few albums on vinyl now. This will be my fourth, um, and it's fun. It's a fun process. I think that I've always been into records so when i like write albums i structure them for vinyl intentionally like and like i Mm -hmm. mix and like i think it's like always the the mindset for me a lot of people it's like an afterthought like some people will mix for like you know spotify or whatever like that i'm always mixing for vinyl and maybe that's a a a bad call for me but you know that's just advertise that where it's where my brain is at um you should talk about but i mean i mean nowadays i I do multiple mixes you know and I mean, that's, like that's a whole different type of mixing. Yeah, you mix it for Spotify. You're mixing for vinyl. I mean, yeah, you're doing, you're yeah, doing some different shit. In your yeah, mastering. Like, now for like that normal creatures record, um, there's four different masters of the album, four different okay. things, and that's okay. uh, just. I mean, it's a nuanced thing, and like they're very slightly different. You know, it's not like 
super crazy. There's just like, you know, with vinyl, you don't want stuff to be as like harsh and you want it to be a little bit more dynamic. You don't want yeah. things to be as compressed as you would for maybe like less a, digi- compression, a less digital highs, file. Like, like if people are yeah. going to be listening to stuff on a cell phone or a laptop, you kind of have to compensate a lot for that, which like does affect the sound of music quite a bit. But most people don't know the fucking difference. That's like when you've listened to way too much music, yeah. when you start discussing the nuance of a kick drum coming out of a laptop speaker, like most normal mm-hmm. people were like, I don't give a shit. It sounds like a song to me. <laughs> well, it's funny too, because I mean, it's like, you know, you're you, back in the day when you used to be able to go to the mall. I mean, you'd be standing in a holster and vampire weekend will come on. It sounds like it's distorted in the mastering. You know what I mean? It's like, but it doesn't matter. You're just like hearing this song and mm-hmm. you're just like, Oh, that's cool, man. Like, you know what I mean? And I believe mastering is incredibly important because I mean, you can't have that jump in volume, you know. That's something that people, unfortunately, it's like the loudness war yeah. forever. Yeah, you know, I, I've, I've gotten, you know, with with this Normal Creatures album, I was very, very, I think, I think, I'd like to think I was very delicate with the mastering. It's hard because it's still like pretty aggressive music in a lot of ways. Like the drums are really, really loud and there's crunchy guitars and stuff but like i really tried because i i mixed and mastered it because i'm a dumbass and i didn't want to pay anybody to do it i guess but i really tried really hard to like scale (laughs) the compression back and like have it be more dynamic and like it's okay if it's a little bit quieter like just turn it up like i just i want it to sound good i don't need to have this you know, wall of sound, which I did the complete opposite yeah. with the some faith stuff. The some faith stuff is compressed to all fucking hell because it's like dance tracks made for the internet. But like, I think that, you know, what we're doing with that. Um, so we, we released the EP, we're releasing a second EP and then we're probably going to press it on vinyl as well. But I think when I, I think I'm going to upload a version, like a version of the album to the internet that is kind of like a remastered one that will be everything on one chunk you know instead of two eps Mm -hmm. and that Mm -hmm. i'll probably have a lighter master on it and mix because like a lot of that stuff i'm still figuring it out as i'm going because those tracks what are you mastering on are you mastering it yourself yeah yeah so all the all the tracks you know i'm figuring out how to like mix and master those tracks as I'm going and it's a lot different than like um, anything else I had been doing prior. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. but I mean, I'm just, I record in Adobe audition and I master in audition as well. So I just have like, you know, you know, a a Siri, a, 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 a little chain of plugins that I, that I use and I tweak for each thing. Uh, when it comes to my mastering, which I mean, I don't know. I don't know. There's, I don't have like some sick room with like, you know, sound paneling and like all this tight oh, outboard either. gear and like, you know, all this shit, <laughs> you know, yeah, I, I, you. It, there, there's, so, there's a couple cool new plugins for mastering, which I'm so, you know, mastering used to be basically impossible. You know what I mean? Like to do on your own. Now they're making it a lot easier for you to get close. You know what I mean? Which is cool. So that I, I think that's nice. Like the the technology has gotten, you know. I use ozone. I mean, that was. A, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you've ever messed with that. Their 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 AI is pretty. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I, I don't know what else I would do to it. You know, it's at minus twelve luffs, perfect for upload. I don't know. So that's just that's a quick that's a quick thing that I'll do if I need something quick. But generally. I'm sure like, you know, like you do it. Like I like to, you know, get in there, kind of do my own personalization to it if I can. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. yeah, I usually like I will, you know, like do things with like, you know, side chaining the EQ. So all of the everything below a certain hertz is all mono, regardless of what it is Mm -hmm. on my master Mm -hmm. chain. So like usually around like for like digital, I'll do it at like a hundred, but for vinyl, I'll Mm -hmm. do it at 75. Like it's like Mm -hmm. very nuanced, dumb shit like that. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, I like, I like using like, uh, like tape saturation stuff. I have a sound theories, Golfoss 
plugin, which is kind of like an intelligent EQ that's not too dissimilar from the ozone stuff. But mm-hmm. um, I'll use that for nice. like taming and fixing things up. And then other mm-hmm. than that, it's just kind of like, you know, general EQ. I have like the Waves uh, Abbey Road Studio stuff. So I use oh, a, lot how of, is that? a lot of their... Comp- it's good. I mean, I haven't had much yeah. else like it. So I can't say it works. It yeah, sounds good. True, true, you know, true. it makes yeah. everything sound crispy. The wave and cool. stuff is nice. So the wave stuff is, I have some of the CLA stuff. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. I have the CLA stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh man, yeah, he kills it. Yeah, yeah. So I use that stuff, and for the most part, I find that it's really important just to get a really good mix when you're recording. Yeah. I think that you know a good mix leads to an easy master I absolutely sometimes just the song concept just the the composition in itself i mean the space is everything mm-hmm. you know and a good master yeah i think you, have I mean, to, you know yeah yeah i think it's just you have to know like what you're trying to accomplish i think that sometimes you know composing electronic music could get it could be really easy to kind of create this wall of sound be like oh let's let's layer in one more synth or one more pad or this and that and it could become like too much to a point where it's impossible yeah. to mix and then you master it and it's like this, you know, this huge thing. <laughs> yes. i mean i think that there's a you know maybe a, a yes. couple parts in some of the some faith stuff where i got a little bit too uh overzealous with the the sound production but i'm learning as i go and i i think that you know i'm not like ashamed to admit that i don't think that stuff sounds as good as it should oh. the stuff that we're recording the stuff we're doing now sounds better like i guess i'm just i'm learning every song that we do i'm getting better i'm like oh let's try that let's do this let's so i'm, I'm stoked with where it's it's going are you guys doing it at your studio are you doing an, another ep or are you mm-hmm. doing an, a full album or we're, so yeah the the whole idea was we had we had 10 songs written and we were going to either do a full length or split it up into two EPs. And we decided to split it up into two EPs. And I'm glad that we did that now because, um, again, like I'm still learning. So I like release, we were able to release this EP. Um, and we still have a whole nother batch of songs that we're actually still recording. We have, we were, uh, I think we only have one more song to record for the second EP, but, uh, mm-hmm been able to like get feedback from other producers online and regards to like mixing and stuff and just feedback from people and like what tracks they like and what tracks they don't. So like whenever we put out the second EP, the quality can actually be like a lot better instead of if we would have released everything as one album from the jump, then it would have been really hard to go back and be like, well, now that we learned everything, we're going to re-release this whole album. Yeah. I think that it's just, it was smarter for us to take that, baby step i suppose and just like well let's release a little bit now and just test the waters and see how it goes i like that i i agree i've been kind of taking the same approach like it's 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 easier to kind of fix it in real time instead of just like put it out and be like oh we gotta you know tour on this for the year or whatever you know like you used to maybe have to do it's cool to split it up i think be able to do some of you know change it up if you want to after a month or two or three of, you know, hey, we did this mastering. Now we're going to try this. Now we're going to try that. We're going to try this mixing. Try this. Yeah. Found this new synth. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you never know. And mm-hmm. and you can't hold back. Like when you find the good, the new good shit, you know, you can't yeah. like hold back from putting it out or whatever. Yeah. And there's, there's still so much opportunity for people to discover what we're doing because, you know what I mean? Like we have like, you know, in retrospect, in comparison to the world, we have a very, very small fan base. You know what I mean? Like we have, you know, uh, you know, our songs on Spotify, like are, you know, maybe hovering around a thousand streams, which isn't bad. I'm very thankful that that many people listen to our shit at all, but in the grand scheme of things and what it could be, there's so much more, there's so many more people that could hear what we're doing. So it's cool to be figuring this stuff out now. So whenever Mm -hmm. we're ready, hopefully that more people are, going to start engaging with us it'll be like well we've already worked out all of the kinks and we've released some things but now like we have material that's like ready for a big scale and like you don't really know until you start releasing stuff we you could easily just Definitely. record stuff and just let it sit on your computer forever and like maybe share it with some friends but until like you really start getting strangers to listen <laughs> to your stuff and opinion from feedback or opinions and feedback from people you don't know that's when you mm-hmm. really start figuring out like how 
like which direction things should go in regards to songwriting or in regards to mixing mm-hmm. and mastering or promotion, whatever it is. It's a lot. It's a, it's a, it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. When you see it on the, uh, like you see it on the internet, kind of like how your audience would, it definitely puts a different seed in your head. Like, Oh, we'll either keep doing that or, Oh, I want to change that. <laughs> you know, It's pretty, it's like, it changes the perspective. So that's, that's, that's what's good about releasing music is I guess consists, you know, as constantly as you can, you know what I mean? As much as possible, I guess. Yeah. I think that's that and like finding smarter ways to do it too. I think that, you know, there are a lot of people that, you know, are die hard old school into like the concept of releasing albums which i am into because i come from that you know that that era where we would go to the mall and buy a cd and listen to a whole album and read the lyrics in the booklet and all that stuff and we'd have to take a disc man to school and we only were only able to take you know it was a lot different than now where it's like a singles culture where artists mm-hmm. can successfully get away with releasing a song every other week or whatever. My perspective now is like, well, why don't do both? Because there are people that listen to albums and there are people that listen to singles. You could do both and get the attention of both people. So it's just kind of like what I'm planning on doing with this normal creature stuff is like finding ways to release every single song individually in its own way, still release the album and have that be its own thing over there, but simultaneously finding other ways to promote just individual pieces of the album instead of just promoting the album as a whole, because you know, the album has 10 tracks on it. So like if I could find three different ways to promote 10 different tracks, that's 30 means of promotion instead of like one way to promote one album. Absolutely. And it helps keep up with the consistency and things like that. And it gives people, I think, more of an opportunity to hear everything that you're doing. Because, I mean, I've released albums where, you know, the whole back half of the album, people don't listen to it because it's hard for people to maybe put 40 minutes into like listening to an entire thing. You know, one of my favorite bands period put out a new album this year and i think it took me two weeks to actually like listen to the whole thing finally because because i was uh-huh. caught up in all my own shit i was like which I don't, one which one uh dark tranquility oh yeah 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 so yeah they, they and like i was like okay like i kept on like listening to the first four tracks but then i would get caught up like oh, i have to go do this or that and then like finally i was yeah. able to listen to the whole fucking thing but like fuck well, especially I, when you care you yeah know? like you want to give it the attention mm-hmm. so yeah it, it's it's <laughs> I don't know, man. It, it, I here's, just, here's my question to you. Okay, cool. Uh, so do you do edits in the show? Because I'll talk to you for another hour, two, three, four, five <laughs> hours, whatever you want. I'm, I love the conversation, but I have to pee. So oh, you tell me. Yeah, no worries. Actually, I just, I just noticed that we're, we're hitting our hour now. So we okay. probably should wrap this up in a minute anyways. Right. But I'll tell you this. No, um, no worries at all. No I'll tell you this, dude. So, um, one before we wrap up i want you to let people know like where they could find you and do all that stuff but also i'm putting this out on record because it is something that i plan on doing so aside from like these normal episodes of the podcast what i want to start doing is just like random unscheduled live streams with different people where i hop on like this with people but we just stream it live so it'll just be like bullshitting about with about whatever with whoever for like, you know, an hour or whatever and like no yeah. editing, no whatever. So if you ever want to come back on um, and just chat about shit, it could even be fun, too, because we could do it with like, you know, a couple different people from different parts of the scene, like unplanned. Nobody that's like really trying to promote or talk about anything, but more just like life discussions. So I'd love to have you mm-hmm. back on for that. Oh, I would, dude, I would, that's a sick idea. I love that idea. Uh, and I would love to anytime, man, dude, I'm here. I'm here in the studio every day, just like you, man. So anytime, anytime I love to chat, dude. Cool, man. Yeah, dude. We had a very fast hour there. I just looked down. I was like, wow, that's quick. holy I smokes. Know. I, dude. <laughs> I, know. I really appreciate it, man. And, and like I said in the beginning, I mean, shout out to you, man, for doing this and getting in touch with like every dope artist in Pittsburgh and surrounding areas. Like for real. I mean, it's no one else is doing it. So just, just keep doing it, man. Well, I, I, I mean, love it. The, the, love the cool it. thing now at this point, honestly, is it's like people are just reaching out to me. Like it, it's yep. awesome because yep. like, you know, I only know about so much. So when people continue to reach out to me and introduce themselves, I'm like, I have no idea who you are, where you came from. Let's talk. 
because I, I want it. to know more. You know, it's really easy to get stuck inside your bubble. But I love it. Let people know who you are, where they can yeah. find you, and we'll wrap this up so you could do your PP. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in tonight. Uh, special thanks to Sykes, Brian, again. Much love, man. Appreciate it. Just keep it up. And uh, hit me up at purplechild.com. Also, Instagram, purplechild, Facebook, purplechild. You can pre-save my new single, Right Now. The song is called Right Now. And uh, <laughs> you, you can pre-save it. It comes out uh, January 8th, but you can pre-save it now on Spotify. Just click the link in my Instagram bio. Super cool. Much love. All right, man. Well. That check, check out is, the merch. Oh shit. Check out the merch. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I never pump merch. But if you've been here for an hour, yeah. Check out the merch, bro. Purplechild.com. Purplechild.com. I'll be back again in a couple days with another episode. Same time, same place, same channel. You know the drill. My name is Sykes. Start the beat 2020. Woo woo! Thanks for listening. And that's a podcast, my friend. Thank you so much. Gonna fade this out. And that's it. We did it.